Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 750, big round number. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, email me at Rabbi Ismach at Take10FortTorah.org. This week's Parsha, Achrimos, has an incredible amount of content. One of the things that's in there in Achrimos is the rituals that would go and be done by uh, Kohen Gadol. And so I wanted to talk about one of those things, particularly even though it's not Yom Kippur, because the relevance of what we're going to discuss is so important for before Yom Kippur, and for that, you'll see what I mean. So, when it comes to the Avodah, things are laid out pretty specifically. Yom Kippur had its cast of characters, it had its people who were involved, and it had its very specific rituals. One of the things that was done, of course, is you would have these two si'irim, these two goats. One of them would be used, shechted, and slaughtered on the Mizbeach, and it would be used in the inner sanctum, in the Holy of Holies, for whatever it was used for. And the other one, known as the scapegoat, would be walked out and, you know, thrown, or I should say, uh, led to fall off of a cliff. So, the way this is described in the Torah is, with Samach Aaron Aaron would put his hands on the head of this goat, Hachai, the living goat, and he would admit, confess, his sins, the sins of all the Jewish people, and all their iniquity, for all of their uh, sins, and they would symbolically be on this sa'ir, on this goat, and he would send it off to a ish iti, a designated man, Hamidbara, towards the desert. And so what I want to talk about is this Ish-Iti. Who was this person? This Ish-Iti, a designated person. So it could just have said Biyad Ish, some guy. But there seems to be some specificity to the description of this person, that he is an Ish-Iti, a designated man. The Rishonim all have different explanations of what this might be referring to. And if we have time for it, I'll uh, maybe share with you a little bit of drush. The Rashbam says in his explanation over here, the Ishiti is referring to somebody who has done this before. Not necessarily that he's done this job before, uh, and we'll see why soon, perhaps, but he knows the roads. He's an Ishiti, he's a frequent traveler, he's a common commuter, he's a person who knows the roads from Jerusalem to the wilderness. If you need somebody to take something, he's the guy who's driving the Uber, he's going to be the one who's going to get it there. Frequency and regularity, that's how the Rashbam understands some understand that he was timely. He was an Ishiti. He was, as people refer to them, uh, he was a Yeki. He made sure that he was on time and he couldn't be delayed. And this was really important. It had to get done. Uh, it took some time to travel out there and he needed somebody who was going to put the pedal to the metal, who was going to make sure that he got this done and he got it done right. Some understand that he's the, um, he's the guy, he's the designated one, and we'll see a little bit more about that in Rashi in a moment. Some understand that he, the Rabag, says, uh, this is uh, very interesting, he says, um, we're talking about somebody who is, E.T. comes from Zman, that he is above time, meaning he can do this in any era. What do we mean by era? In any sort of setting or situation, he is able to get this job done. So imagine that it's snowing or it's raining or sleet or dark of night. He is going to be able to get it there. He was the original postal worker. Okay, that's another idea from the Ralbag. Uh, the Chaskuni perhaps has one of the most famous ideas. The Chaskuni says that somehow, and he quotes some Medrash, which uh, it's not clear where this Medrash is, but he says that we're talking about somebody who his time has come. Ish iti, a man whose time has come. There was some knowledge. The assumption there is that it became, then he had this knowledge 
through the Urim Vitumim, uh, through uh, some sort of um, divining it from the Mazal, they knew that this person wasn't going to live out the year. And that's why he got this job. It was his time, maybe, to designate the, the seriousness of the job, uh, that everything was tied up in it. But that that person, that person who had this sort of overwhelming sense of mortality, would be the one who would have this job to take the goat to and over the cliff. Okay, now uh, that's uh, one opinion, which interestingly happens to not drive at all with something we mentioned before. Uh, the Radak says that it's a person who is, he was the person who did this. This was sort of the guy. There was a guy, the designated guy. You know, Yankel, the goat taker outer. That guy was the guy who did it every year. Very difficult to understand how this jives with the Cheskuni. The Cheskuni seems to say that this was like a last hurrah. How can a person do it again? Uh, I saw an answer that perhaps that's exactly why he got the job again. There was a person who was indeed supposed to to not live out his year, and somehow he was able to overcome that, maybe through the prayers of Yom Kippur and the power of Yom Kippur itself. And so that person, who was the walking symbol of success on Yom Kippur, where one gazar din turns into another, one decree turns into something a little more positive, that exactly is the person who is the semel, the symbol of of what could, good could happen in Yom Kippur. So that's why he got the job. It started with the Chaskuni's idea that a person is perhaps going to going to die that year, but because, for whatever reason, that person did not die that year, that became the person who symbolized how this job could be done and by whom it could be done. Okay, I want to focus on Rashi uh, from now till the end. Rashi says, Ish iti, who is that? Hamuchan l'kach miyom esmal. The designated person. Right, Rashi understands this very simply. No magic over here. Nobody who we knew. Nobody who can go through the uh, the snow or the sleet. Nobody who knew the the roads. Rashi just says very simply: the person was prepared. He was prepared because he was assigned the job from the day before. This is, a, this is an important idea. You know, the idea that a person needs to come into an important day, to an important moment, but not just. To, to walk into the moment and try to figure things out, but rather to be prepared for it, particularly in the concept of Teshuvah and the concept of Yom Kippur. There's a very well-known Medrash that after Cain killed Hevel, so Cain did some sort of Teshuvah with God. Pagabo, Adam Harishon, the Medrash says, Adam Harishon, his father, walked into him, Amrle, um, bumped into him, Amrle, manase I don't know how you bump into somebody, you know, when there are so few people in the world, but he did, in manase bedinecha, he went and he uh, he said, what happened with your judgment? You know, you killed your brother, whatever happened, how did you square it away with God? Amrle, asisi tshuva minispashati, I did tshuva, and I, I, I created a compromise, a compromise with God. So, hischel adam harishon, mitapeach alpanav, Adam Harishon, he like slapped himself in the head. He said, Whoa, that was the power of tshuva. You who killed your brother could be able to figure out a way to go on, to move on, to make some sort of compromise with God. I had no idea. And that inability to know what was coming, to know what Yom Kippur is about, to know the power of tshuva paralyzed Adam Harishon, not allowing him to go on like his son would be able to. He couldn't create his own Yom Kippur because he wasn't in the know. It's interesting, in this moment, the Medrash says, Miyad, Amar Adam Harishon, Vi Amar, Mizmar Shir, Liyom Hashabas. 
And he says the famous paragraph to Hillam Tzadik Bey is 92 in Psalms, where we sing the song of Shabbos. There's a lot of stuff in that song of Shabbos. But one of the simplest ideas of the song of Shabbos is Shabbos itself is about this notion of preparation. Adam is lamenting the fact that he didn't know that he could do better. He did not know that there were tools before him for tshuva. And so the first thing he says is Mizmo Shiliyama Shabbos. Praise is this, this Shabbos idea. Because what's Shabbos all about? Shabbos is about a lot of things. It reminds us about a lot of things. But practically, if you know nothing else about Shabbos, you have the Gemara Navodazara. The Gemara Navodazara says, Shotim Olam. God criticizes the Gentile world and the nation of the worlds who are going to complain how they should merit great things. He says, "Misha tarach be'erav Shabbos yochel b'Shabbos. Misha lo tarach be'erav Shabbos mehichin yochel b'Shabbos." Shabbos is about uh, paralysis. You can no longer do what you had planned on doing, and so therefore you need to plan more wisely to be able to prepare for Shabbos. Says Adam Harishon that it's really all about what you put in. I didn't know that I could do this tshuva process, and so now I know, and now I feel terrible for having wasted the opportunity. There is no greater metaphor for a wasted opportunity than Mizmar Shir Liyom HaShabbos. Once you get to Shabbos, had you not prepared, you are paralyzed by the inability to do anything at all. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, uh, give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. The idea of preparing to be an ish et to walk into Yom Kippur with the preparation of knowing what this day is about, that is the character. Of course, the Kohen Gadol had all sorts of preparations that he had to do, but what's perhaps most important is the supporting staff as well. That's what we need to remember, the focus on getting it right the first time, to be prepared and aware. Rav Soloveitchik says, man is always a latecomer as far as the formation of value judgments is concerned. His value system or appreciation of people, things, and events is always a product of hindsight. In retrospection, man discovers the precise value of something or somebody who was but is no longer with us. When they were there, I'm paraphrasing, he was unaware. Only after he has gone do I begin to ask, who was he? What does he begin to me? And I would add, what is this in my life? Enjoy, think, forward-looking, and become an ACT.